Welcome to Lymphedema Podcast. I'm Betty Westbrook, Certified Lymphedema Therapist and the host of Lymphedema Podcast. The purpose of Lymphedema Podcast is to provide answers and explanations for people affected by the lymphatic disease lymphedema. This podcast is for patients, family members, medical professionals, and anyone interested in lymphedema. Each week, I discuss a new topic related to this disease to help you learn more and navigate better the journey ahead. Disclaimer, as a certified lymphedema therapist, all information provided is based on my professional experiences and education. I recommend that anyone who feels they have lymphedema or have been medically diagnosed with lymphedema seek in-person medical treatment from a certified lymphedema therapist. I'm so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I created this podcast. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. This is episode three of Lymphedema Podcast, the role of compression in lymphedema management. Last week, I discussed CLTs, that is, Certified Lymphedema Therapist. Who are they, and how can you find one in your area? This week, I want to shift gears a little and talk more about compression and its role in managing your lymphedema. Talking about compression is as easy as saying, wear it because without compression, the fluid will continue to build up until it affects your ability to do daily tasks, eventually resulting with you being confined to your home. For some, that answer is enough. For others, there's still a why. I am the why girl, so we are going to dig into the more detailed why of compression. Since we already know that the lymphatic system and the circulatory system work closely together, we'll start there. In the circulatory system, there are arteries, arterioles, capillaries, venules, and veins that transport the oxygen-rich blood through the body and return the unoxygenated blood back to the heart to repeat the cycle of oxygenation. Blood pressure is what makes this function possible. Without the pressure within the walls of the circulatory system, there's no circulation of our blood. The farther the vessels distance from the heart, the lower the pressure. For example, the arteries' pressure is greater than capillaries. Capillaries are sometimes forgotten about, but there's a lot going on down at the capillary site. Diffusion, osmosis, filtration, reabsorption, they're all involved in capillary exchange. This constant exchange of fluids, gases, nutrients, and other substances is the nitty-gritty of lymphedema. I'm going to skip the extremely detailed breakdown of colloidic osmotic pressure, colloid osmosis, hydrostatic pressure, oncotic pressure, net filtration, and reabsorption pressures. If you want to look further into any of these terms, be my guest. They kind of make my eyes cross and roll to the back of my head. I hope you enjoy your five-hour date with Tabor's Medical Dictionary or WebMD. Anywho, what I want to discuss is the general terms of capillary exchange so you'll have a better understanding of why it's so important. First up, diffusion. When areas of a higher and lower concentration are connected, the area of higher concentration diffuses across to the lower concentration until the area is even. This is called diffusional equilibrium. And at this point, there's no more diffusion between the areas of concentration unless other factors disrupt the balance. These external factors can be temperature, change in gradient, molecule size, surface area, 
and distance of diffusion, meaning how big the area is that it has to cross. Osmosis is the process of water crossing a semi-permeable membrane from a lower area of concentration to a higher area of concentration. Semi-permeable meaning it's only penetrable by certain molecules. In this example, we're talking about water and protein. Colloid osmotic pressure is the force of protein molecules pulling water into the circulatory system. This is the opposite of hydrostatic pressure. Hydrostatic pressure is the force generated by the fluid either inside or outside the capillary walls. Those are a lot of words to say. Osmosis is water molecules moving from a lower to higher area of concentration by the pressure caused by the protein particles in the blood's plasma. In addition to diffusion and osmosis, there are two other functions occurring during the capillary exchange. During filtration, fluid leaves the arterial side of the capillaries due to the hydrostatic pressure. At the same time, reabsorption is occurring by fluid being returned to the venous capillaries. Because of the breakdown in lymph drainage, there is a collection of protein-rich fluid in the interstitial space of the soft tissues. The colloid osmotic pressure rises and filtration is increased. The protein-rich fluid, which is the lymphatic fluid, has started to build up in the areas because the pressure is pulling it out of circulation. Compression is an external force that raises the interstitial pressure. Bandaging with short-stretch bandages provides many benefits, a few being resting pressure, high working pressure, and a pressure gradient. Resting pressure is the low restoring force when the muscle is at rest. Working pressure is the high force exerted when the muscle activates during exercise or walking. The pressure is greatest distally, meaning at the hand or the foot, and decreases proximally as it gets closer to the heart. Compression garments are good options as well, but not all can be worn day and night. We'll discuss that further on another episode. Let's have a quick review because that was a whole lot of words. Blood pressure keeps the cardiac system functioning, the source of that pressure being the heart. The arteries and veins meet at the capillaries. At the capillary bed, there's an exchange of molecules. When the pressure is altered and the lymphatic system is overloaded with protein-rich fluid, the buildup of lymph occurs. By applying an external pressure, the fluid can be reabsorbed and filtered out of the affected limb. Compression using short-stretch bandages provides resting pressure, working pressure, and a compression gradient that promotes the elimination of fluid. Compression is essential to the treatment of lymphedema. Without it, your efforts are for naught. Within an hour or less of removing compression, the fluid will begin to return to the affected limb. Any progress you or your therapist have made can be lost. Not lost for good, but definitely you just took a step back from your goal. Please do not hear this as you will never be able to get out of compression. That's not exactly what I mean. I do mean that if you feel a need to rest from the bandaging, it will come with a consequence. Here's an example. 
A lymphedema patient spent months of treatments focused on a goal of attending a family member's wedding. They wanted to go to the wedding without wearing bandages. We worked for months on this goal. He was so determined and had great results. Before the wedding, we ordered him a compression garment to wear under his slacks. Two things here. He was wearing an off-the-shelf garment and he was able to wear unaltered slacks. It was amazing. The wedding came and went, and two months later, he's not able to wear the garments and is struggling to get the increased size of his leg under control. After he achieved his goal, he wasn't as compliant with his compression schedule and would sometimes go a day or two without wearing it. Eventually, we had to start all over from the beginning because his leg was as big as when he first started. This story breaks my heart. The mental, physical, and emotional struggles he faced were starting all over again because he thought he had beat the lymphedema. It might have even crossed his mind that he had it under control. Without the daily compliance of compression, the feeling of having it under control can quickly slip from your hands. Compression is the foundation of your success. Mother Teresa says, Loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship and a community for your journey with lymphedema. I hope you enjoyed learning more about the role of compression in lymphedema management. Email me with your story if you would like to share, lymphedemapodcast at gmail.com, or visit my website, lymphedemapodcast.com, to submit a topic for another episode.